0: Welcome to the MVP show. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. I read once that the best way to be successful is to help other people become successful, which is why I provide this program for free. If you're interested, check out the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge at nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring for more information. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Netherlands. He's an HR solution architect at Action, originally from India and currently residing in Netherlands for the last five years. He's a husband to a web developer, a dad of three children. You can check him out on Twitter at NoCodeHR or his blog, NoCodeHR.com. Welcome to the f- uh, show, Kamal Redakrishna. Almost there, Mark. So <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Have, how, how do you pr- how do you pronounce your full name?
1: Yeah, it's it's Kamal Radha Krishna. Here. so um, it it is a complicated last name, um, and, and just a bit of a history. It's my father's first name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah, um so most of the time when I'm traveling uh, I go to a hotel and I say uh, the guy with the complex last name and and they they get me right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> classic classic. So tell us a bit about um living in the Netherlands and and particularly
1: moving from India to Netherlands. Okay. Um so so um so, so basically I I kind of started my Career uh, in the world of consulting and uh, human resources as a domain uh, specifically, um, and at some point in time, I was I was working with a partner um, with Oracle partners, uh, Infosys um, for a project in in Paris. Um, so so I, I was working with the customer and we were having you know workshops and demos and everything about about solutions and and different parts of the project. Um, and at some point in time we thought, okay, you know uh, maybe it's it's better for me to be uh, in the same time zone and a bit more closer to the customer in person. So you know some of the options I had was uh, you know uh, I can I can you know try going and living in, in, in France. So that was one of the options. and then um, the, my my project manager, uh, she was based out of the Netherlands. Um so she, she just mentioned that yeah you can also try living in the Netherlands and travel to France uh, you know as, as needed and that's how she was managing the project basically and um and and back then it was 2016 um and and I was just married and um you know me and my wife we were uh, living together for a year uh, then and i just had a chat with my wife and, and we both thought okay you know uh, why not you know we can we can easily move now so so uh, so so that's how it kind of happened um and and nothing was by design i have to admit looking back uh, you know at that time um so so then i moved to netherlands um and i continued working on the project i used to travel to paris a bit a couple of times a month uh, something like that um, so it it was uh it was exciting uh on on one hand um but but on the other hand uh yeah being born and raised in india um and and moving to europe um, th- there was quite 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 a certain amount of uh cultural shock so to say um both for me and my wife um and uh, and, and i think what helped the most was um I kind of took it as a, as a learning in terms of getting more, uh, being able to work with different cultures. Uh, it, it was quite uh, quite interesting because I, I used to work uh, with a team in India, and and you know uh, I, I was part of the Dutch uh, office, so to say. Um, but you know, I was working with a French customer uh, who who had you know many different uh, cultural uh, you know. Um, communities in, in the project, like working on the project. Like there were people from Germany, there were people from uh, you know, Australia, for example, or there were people from US. Um, so it, it was quite interesting for me. Um, and, and I have to admit, it was challenging at, at many times because I had to take a step back and, and think, you know, um, how does the other person look at the situation? um which which you know uh, being an indian i would uh, you know it, it was a bit challenging at the beginning uh, but then you know when i started uh you know getting more used to it and and trying to reach out to people um to to say okay you know this is uh you know i want to understand more uh, about how you're looking at this situation and then help me out a bit uh so then it was Kind of uh, realization, you know. So it it was uh, quite a, quite a journey, uh, I would say. And and it's it's not changed after five years. I'm still uh, I'm still at the same point. I feel, so, <laughs> and I would I, I believe that it's, it, it is going to be like this for a, for a very long time. So so
0: you, so so in those cult, uh, you know where you've got that cultural mix happening, and and you know you're living. Where you are, you're working with other European locations. What's the common language that you use across all projects? As an and I'm talking about spoken language, not computer language.
1: I, I, I think um, with me, uh, it's English all the time. Um, so um, so I, I you know it's um, so when I'm working with customers across Europe, it's it's always English. Um, and, but sometimes there are scenarios like when i'm working with a dutch customer for example um, i i I do end up being part of a conversation when it's in dutch uh, to a certain extent you know to the extent where i can uh, understand most of it i i try so it kind of helps me learn the language also Um, but I, i don't dare to do the same thing with uh, with other languages <laughs> um i used to try uh learn a bit of french when i was working for the customer in paris uh but i did not get anywhere you know uh you know anywhere away from the basics i would say so i i used to just learn some words um but but the interesting part was um I think uh, in in many discussions where it's involved, uh, you know, where we are talking about technology and different solutions, um, even though some conversations kind of happen in a language that I don't know anything about, I could still get a context of it and, and, you know, just... Talk something out in English as a response to something that's going on, and people would either notice that okay, you know what, we have to talk in English, uh, and, and just try to understand what's going on from you know what's the response from Kamal. Uh, so so that's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a, a you know a, a exciting journey, so to say.
0: Yeah. What's what's your specialist area? Um, I, obviously, human resources. So, what product within Microsoft are you mainly working with? So, so I. I
1: um... So I kind of started working with Dynamics uh, 365 finance and operations when I entered the world of Microsoft, but again, specialized in human resources module. Uh, but it was in 2017, I think. And, and that is when uh, there was a strategic change from Microsoft and, and a new product, uh, which was a totally built for cloud was started, which was Dynamics 365 for talent. Um, so, so I, I I specialize in Dynamics 365 for Human Resources, which is the current product naming. Um, and and the irony is, in the in the latest release, the Dynamics 365 Human Resources is getting merged back to Finance and Operations again. So, so um, I, you know, I think if you ask me uh, the specialization, I would say it's human resources in the world of Dynamics 365.
0: I'm interested in that, right? Because I heard talent came, then I heard, and, and my understanding was talent was built on the Dataverse or CDS back at that time. What's the uh, what's the underlying database technology, etc. now around
1: um human resources. Um, so, it- when talent was kind of uh yeah carved out of dynamics 365 finance and operations the goal was to have a seamless integration with dataverse but i think the underlying uh, underlying technology was still uh the core fno stack which was x++ on the front end and and uh, you know on the back end and and you know on the database side it was still a finance and operations database but you know there the, there was yeah, there was a concept of physical entities being added to Dataverse. So there was a phase in the product evolution where a lot of data entities related to human resources was being added to um, Dataverse uh, back then CDS. And, and, you know, they had an integration where the data would, would kind of replicate. Um, but then, uh, you know, the, the strategy kind of changed and it, it evolved basically. And, and now we have virtual entities, uh, where all the finance and operations, you know, database tables are kind of exposed in data worse you know, virtually and all data is accessible. Um, so yeah, in short, I think human resources as a product kind of aligns very closely with finance and operations stack, and that is the reason I I kind of understand the reasoning of of Microsoft also to kind of merge back the platform aspect of human resources into f um, and which would work well for the customers on a long run, I believe.
0: So, what about the what's the integration like between uh, Dynamics 365 Human Resources and LinkedIn, particularly the LinkedIn recruitment type function.
1: Ah, oh, that's a very good one. Um, so, just a, a bit of a, a story behind how I kind of got curious in the world of Microsoft before I answer the question. Um, so, so, um, so I, I I moved to Europe and I was working with a customer in Paris and and you know I was uh, focused on human resources uh, as a domain and then uh me and my uh previous boss at four vision so so uh, we just started chatting with each other on linkedin um and then he mentioned dynamics 365 uh you know to me and then I, I I got very curious, and then I, I was like, okay, so this is similar to what I do, but it's a different uh, you know application and different you know product and different vendor. So I started googling, right? So I started going through the internet, and then I read, okay, Dynamics three six five Finance and Operations as Human Resources as a module, and talent is coming out. Um, and then I came across an article which said. Microsoft acquired LinkedIn uh, to support the human resources strategy on 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 business application side. Also, so that was one of the drivers. Um, and then you know, then I, we started talking, and then I felt it was a it was a major deal. It is still a major deal, I think. Uh, you know, LinkedIn being part of Microsoft stack, and and you know, the integration between LinkedIn and Dynamics three six five. Um you know, it was kind of an eye-opener for me when I was reading through the content and trying to understand, you know, the the strategy behind this, which is quite huge. Um and, and, and coming back to your question, um in terms of the integration, I think there are there are a few things that are being built now. So so one of the key elements of integration is the recruitment flow so so basically the the candidate experience of of how employ or how a candidate kind of applies to a job on LinkedIn and how that candidate data flows into core human resources. So, so that is one of the flows that kind of came out in release 2020 wave two. Um, so it is, it is ready in general availability at the moment. Um, and, and can be used for selective customers. So it's, it's in general availability, but again, uh, a customer needs to have, uh, LinkedIn talent hub as a product to be able to kind of fully uh, capitalized the end-to-end integration you know and, and linkedin talent hub is is again at a it is being rolled out for uh, for selected geographies and selected uh, customers um based you know there is a set of criteria that a customer would would uh, need to meet to to be able to use it um so so that is one of the integrations and i think in the future i uh, again, I'm being speculative about it. So, so I feel LinkedIn also as a platform is evolving more in the world of learning management, uh, where it's offering courses to, to, you know, people. So I feel that element can be interesting to, to have that data flow into Dynamics 365 human resources, um, or human resources module generally. Um, because that's a key element in terms of performance management and how, uh, you know, employee skills are being, uh, you know, evaluated and what courses needs to be assigned to a, a group of employees. So, so I feel that is a point that uh, can come on the radar in the future. Um but but I think there's a lot of other things also on the table. I, I feel uh, because LinkedIn also is evolving in terms of the capabilities to support talent management. Um, so, but but I think on the integration uh, and extensibility part of the product roadmap, I've not seen anything uh, else specifically. Um, in this in this wave, uh, at least, um, so in 2021, uh, I, uh, there is a lot of focus on payroll uh, integrations now. Um, so LinkedIn, I think that that was a key uh, missing part that was uh, covered in 2020 already. Um, so it's more about cap- customers being able to capitalize that flow and use full-fledged LinkedIn capability. So that's something I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to progress in the coming period.
0: Yeah, I would have thought it would have been much further along. I mean, what, LinkedIn was acquired four, five years ago now? I would have thought, man, this would have been done and dusted eons ago as a full end-to-end story. You know, it, it blows my mind sometimes around what the thinking uh, is is behind some of um, how these joining comes, uh, you know, whether it's because of anti-competitive behavior, where whether it was be considered that would be an issue, you know, with the LinkedIn data. I don't know, but um, it surprises me. It surprises me because I would have thought it would be way more advanced, that integration story, just like I always feel in Dynamics 365 sales and the LinkedIn story is such a Nowhere near where it potentially could be, um, you know. And I'm just like, who's who's conducting the the brain trust on what's possible here? Because there's so much uh, ground that could be covered and improved on. I feel between the uh, the technology, especially when you own both of them, <laughs> as Microsoft does.
1: No, definitely, and 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 I think LinkedIn has a lot of potential uh, to solve some of the key business processes. I think you know LinkedIn Sales Navigator integration and Dynamics 365 Sales is also quite quite interesting, and I I, I feel um, on on one hand. In the U.S., I think the U.S. market kind of can capital, capitalise the, these these integrations a lot more than uh, you know some of the European you know counterparts because I think LinkedIn is also not uh, so far f- you know. Um, so deeply used, I feel, in some of the industries here, uh, because in some of the conversations I, I came across, like, for example, hiring blue collar workers, um, you know, customers don't really depend on LinkedIn, so to no. say. Uh, I found that myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On one hand, it's a, it's a market that can be acquired by, by LinkedIn, but, but on the other hand, uh, you know, some customers kind of also, um, you know, not push the discussions sometimes to, to kind of have these integrations come in. Um, so, but I do have uh, you know I, I do have scenarios where some customers really wanted to use the integration immediately um, and and they were yeah you know we had some you know, some discussions and open topics to be covered before we reached that point, of course. Uh, but I agree I think it takes longer than uh, than we would want it to. so it's a it's a paradox uh, I feel. Yeah.
0: So finally, tell me a bit about your um, journey to MVP.
1: So um, I would start by uh, saying that uh, it, it was a journey where um, I realized I could I could fail and, and kind of learn things. Um, so so uh, I was introduced to the community at some point after I joined uh, you know Four Vision, um, and then you know I was curious, I was learning and exploring things, and and most of the time I would try to figure out things by breaking the solution. But then, uh, but then I started going through the blogs from Marlin, for example, um, and, and also, you know, a lot of other people, uh, you know, like, for example, what was going on in the world of CDS 1.0 and how it was migrating to CDS 2.0 and things. Um, and then uh, it was kind of a, a revelation for me, like, you know, the amount of support I could, uh, you know, get being part of the community as a, as a consumer uh, or like, you know, trying to learn things and then um and then at some point in time i was always passionate to write i, I do write like a journal myself you know just to you know put some thoughts together uh, sometimes um so so you know that that passion for being able to express and and uh and and you know looking at other people writing things you know i was kind of inspired and and i thought okay maybe i can try this um, and then I started having some discussions with with you know with people in the company or you know with people outside of the company, and then I, at some point I thought of giving it a try. And I, I knew that MVP was was something in the community, but I was not like uh, aware of it to the to the level of detail. Um, so I. I Ended up starting a blog, um, which was focused on Dynamics 365 for Talent back in the days, and I called it as HR starts with Talent. Um, and then a year down the line, uh, Microsoft changed the name of the product. So, <laughs> so, so um, and then, and then, you know, I was, uh, you know, the motivation level went down a bit, I, I believe, and then uh, I did not write for some time, and. Uh, and then at some point in time, I thought, okay, I want to give it a try again, but this time I want to, you know, do a bit more research, I want to, you know, understand a bit more uh, uh, things from different people. Uh, and and get more guidance you know i wanted help and and I, I you know i kind of started reading a bit more and reached out to uh, amy for example amy holden uh, i think she's also from australia uh, she, at least she lives in australia she's she's from the uk yeah so so then i started having ch- you know regular calls with amy and and uh, you know I, I kind of expressed what thoughts i had and what i did in the past and i asked for guidance you know what she thinks about what i'm doing um and it was it was really a a journey where um you know she was able to kind of reflect things with me and and talk things through um, and and help me out um, and then I, I decided to kind of start the journey again and I thought okay I want to share the information I have because I've, I've been working in the world of HR for, for a while uh, across solutions and, and different industries and in, you know and customers so I thought I can I can share what I know uh, and maybe it can help one or two people in the process um, so so you know, I started the journey again, uh, you know, with a bit more guidance and help uh, you know, from, from Amy Amy and, and also a bit more research. Um so this time I, I, I did not make the same mistake again. I called the block as no code HR. Um because I, I, I truly believe that in, in today's world and time, uh, I don't think we should be uh, in the process of building solutions that that need complex, yeah, complex, you know, build and deployment and maintenance. I, I believe that in, in cloud, we should be able to, yeah, you know, solve uh, business challenges with, with out-of-the-box solutions. And that's the reason I call it as no-code HR. And, and I thought, okay, this time I'm safe, at least it's it's not reflecting any of the Microsoft product names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I do remember listening to one of the talks from you, I think, uh, or, or somebody where you, you highlighted this also, uh, that, yeah, you know, in the past, many of you have named the blogs or websites uh, based on Microsoft products, and, and it always changes, yeah. Um, so yeah after that I, I think um it was it was a journey where I kind of um realized uh, and learned a lot of new things um I think you know being able to you know present myself uh virtually in in a session I was fortunate enough to go to one of the you know power community events in London just before covid um, so, so I could meet a lot of people, and the vibe it was, uh, you know, in the in the in-person event, and then the amount of energy, you know, that was uh, present. It was just astonishing for me, you know. It's it's kind of everybody were so engaged, and there were you know things where people were presenting about Power BI in a day, or you know zero to hero sessions and things. You know, the amount of knowledge I, I thought, uh, you know, was being shared was quite uh, quite amazing and 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 you know I, i'm fortunate to have uh yeah in intru- to have been introduced to this part of of the world i i feel and uh yeah in the process uh you know i kind of started exploring also what uh being mvp means um and 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 luckily you know i always felt it was uh one of the topics which was very close to discuss with anybody um but but then you know uh when i when I asked this question to Amy, for example, she told you know you have to realize that it's 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 not like a prize where you can get you know and and move on from there so it's it's more like a long journey and and it's going to change the way you look at your career itself and and I have to admit you know after a year's time. Uh, it, it does have uh, that that kind of impact, um, and and it's you know she explained to me what it was to be part of that group of uh, you know people, individuals, and and being there and learning new things and sharing things. Um, so so that kind of helped me understand uh, what it is, and and also make up my mind of how I want to approach it and be part of the community. Um so so from then on I think I just focused on on doing what I I I like to do uh, and trying to make more time for it because I had a small child and then uh, you know I was working in consulting which would take up a lot of time from me um but but then it kind of helped me also realize I have to learn things to uh, how I manage things you know on different fronts um so yeah it, then at some point in time I came across a post, uh, from Maxim, uh, uh, who works at Microsoft. And, and he was the, one of the first persons who kind of, uh, you know, wrote a post on LinkedIn and said, if you are thinking about MVP and, and, you know, you want to kind of uh, be part of this journey, i'm here to help and and you know that was the messaging from the post and it was quite amazing to to see something like that um and then i reached out to him and um and yeah he kind of had a discussion with me, understood what I'm doing and, and how things are and what I'm passionate about. And he told, yeah, if you think you want to be a part of this, I, you know, he was uh, very happy to uh, support me. And, and then, you know, I was nominated and, and the, the rest of the process is, is quite, uh, yeah, it, it is quite behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, I am very excited and, and, you know, I, I feel it was a long journey and, and learning to fail and, and do things and, and meet a lot of new people. So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited and, and happy to, 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 yeah, to be here and be part of the community.
0: Yeah, so. So good. I've learned so much from you today. Thank you so much. I always like to wrap up with a few quick fire questions. Are you ready for yours? Yes.
1: Uh, okay, what's the top 3 things on your bucket list? Uh I want to build a long-term hobby. Um but I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm exploring uh, baking uh, birthday cakes now <laughs> because of, because of my daughter. So I, I made a cake for her uh, on her third birthday, which was like a Peppa Pig cake. So I, I'm exploring that, but I'm not sure what what that hobby uh, will be.
0: Very cool. Yeah. What's What's the best gift you've ever received?
1: Um, I think my daughter uh from my wife because she's born on the same day as i am
0: wow that is very cool and and finally what's the best advice you've ever received
1: um that i am wrong more than i'm right in my life
0: (laughs) classic classic that's cool that's cool kamal thank you so much for coming on the show
1: Thanks a lot, Mark. It was a pleasure, and thanks a lot for having me. It was exciting to be to be with you today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player, and stay safe out there. See you next time.